Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Wednesday edition. Yes, it is the signing day edition of the drive early signing day if you will is what they call it um it's christmas for a lot of recruiting fans it uh you know just be glad that you're not florida which got a lump of coal in their stocking <laughs> today uh florida still hey the, the florida still got a chance to to uh to to hang on to a player or two one of whom auburn is really really uh looking to add to their outstanding class that they had today hello everybody welcome End of the Wednesday edition of The Drive. It is Bill and Don Dunn, Coach Don Dunn, back in the studio today. So, amazingly, he decided to come back after yesterday. Don, yeah, how you doing? I'm doing good, Bill. Thanks again for having me. It's, a, like I said, exciting day for Auburn and all the schools around the country. Uh, from what I can tell, it's been a very good day. I know you guys are more expert with this stuff than I am, but uh, – very excited and very impressed with what I've seen so far. Yeah, right now, I mean, Auburn with a top 10 class, according to just about every one of the recruiting services. The one that I like to look at is the 24-7 because they do a composite. Right. They take their rankings, um, rivals, on three, ESPN. They take all of those and they come up with a composite. Auburn is showing up as number eight nationally, and uh, they have the fewest commitments of any team in the top 14. Wow. So, I mean, uh, Auburn, just by adding another player or two, and I feel I feel very strongly that Auburn will have more players in this class, have a chance to move up even more. And if they hit it big with a couple of players that are out there, um, they could they could have a top five class in Hugh Freeze's first full year. Yeah, that's uh, excellent. Anytime you're in a top ten, uh, I think that's a, a very good start for his first year. Very excited. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize how much work is put <laughs> into this, and it doesn't just start now. It's, it's started the day he got on campus. And yep. He and the staff, you know, there's a lot of people involved, and he has a lot of good help, and there's some good recruiters on this staff. You can tell that. Yes, and he credited an, an awful lot of them. He talked about his staff, everyone there in the building, the uh, the the administration, the the fans, uh, the support staff, his pilots. I mean, yeah, it takes you know, everybody. on and on and on yeah. because it does. Uh, it takes an awful lot, and, and and this is a situation. And you know this, Don. I mean, it's uh, people think, well, you know, he's been there for a year now. Uh, it shouldn't be that big a surprise. Well, you don't just start recruiting players as they are, you know, wrapping up their junior year of high school because that's that's what these uh, uh, youngsters were a year ago. They were finishing their junior year of football, 
And if you're getting in at that point, you are way behind. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's changed so much. You better know about these kids, 7th, 8th grade, ninth grade. I know some people have even been offered as early as ninth grade, right. which I think is a little bit ridiculous. But you're right. You take somebody like Coach Saban or Coach Smart, they've been at their institution for years. Coach Freeze comes in a year ago. And I think he's done a great job in state with the high school relations mm-hmm. and in Georgia and Mississippi, you know, within, you know, a 300, 400 mile radius. And that's what you got to do. You got to be visible. You got to get out. You got to shake hands. You got to go to the high schools. Every one of them at least once a year in the state for sure. Yeah, we will uh, We'll run down the signing class. Coach Freeze letting a couple of things out before we got the official list um, as I, I just asked him, did he have a ballpark idea of about where this would, uh, would, would be by Friday? Because this early period just goes through Friday. Mm. <clears throat> and then you have a, a month and a half starting in February. You've got from February, you know, until April really, which used to be the signing period. But one of the, he said, well, he didn't really know because you still don't know how many, who else might leave, how many more needs you may have. But he did say that Auburn had 24 as of early this afternoon. And now I, I started trying to do the math, and I was like, well, Auburn had 20 <laughs> commits. Two of those weren't going to sign today. He did announce three transfers. Auburn signed the uh, players that had been committed to them in the portal. There were two. Uh, you'll recall Auburn had uh, gotten a commitment from a defensive lineman, Gage Keys, who was transferring in from Kansas. They had, um, golly, I'm blanking on the second one right now. Um, the, oh, Robert Lewis, the, the wide receiver from Georgia State. And that's the only two that we knew of, but uh, he just happened to mention um, Darian uh, Mousy, uh, Mossy, who is a transfer linebacker from Duke, mm. and said he signed today as well. So, all right, that got me to 21. Amaris Williams, who was a big addition to the class, big defensive lineman from North Carolina who'd been committed to Florida. We talked about him yesterday. Mm -hmm. He did sign with Auburn. So that would make 22. And I was thinking, well, who are the other two? Well, it turns out Auburn added a couple of long snappers. (laughs) So, uh, because I was thinking maybe they included some preferred walk-ons. Because, you know, a lot of times you'll they will have signing ceremonies and things like that as well. But Auburn adding uh, a pair of um, long snappers and one of them from right here in town. I mean, Auburn getting the uh, uh, adding Auburn highs J.R. Buckner, mm-hmm. who is a 235-pounder, uh, uh, who is uh, an excellent snapper, Played was the snapper in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. Uh, they adding, added him along with another snapper who's known more for his, I, I believe, I believe JR is more of a uh, placement snapper. I mean, boy, you, you talk about specialties. Right. It's, uh, it is unusual now to see the same snapper for a, an extra point field goal and a punter because you're talking one snapping at seven or eight yards, the other one snapping at 15. Right. Uh, you know, that's what I played in college. I wasn't very good, but I, I could long snap. You could spin that thing. You, and you, uh, can, you can, yeah. You that's can. how I made the travel team as a as a young player because 
you know, and everyone else, if you don't have one, it's noticeable. Oh, you're absolutely and right. They about don't that. notice you until you mess one up. And but that's important position. And the the other uh, the other snapper is Keaton McNutt out of Noonan, Georgia, um, who was the uh, Georgia High School Athletic Association uh, Specialist of the Year. Wow. So he's yeah, he tells you. Those guys are appreciated, and they are. A lot of times you just you take them for granted. Right. You just assume, well, it's all on the kicker. You don't think about the snapper or the holder because all eyes are on the kicker. But you let that snap be a little bit off or the holder not spin it and get the laces out or, you know, or the, or the snap be left, right, up, down, whatever, to a punter, then, you know, a lot of times people don't realize whose fault it is, but it's obviously very important. So we'll run down the 24 – um, signees that Auburn released today. Coach Freeze also saying that there are three more players that they are very involved in right now. And, you know, he can't name their names. We can, though. <laughs> uh, one of those is a player who was expected to announce his uh, decision at, at 9 o'clock this morning, and that's L.J. McCray, who is rated by some services as the number one defensive tackle in the nation. Mm. Uh, he's from uh, Florida, from the state of Florida, uh, maybe Daytona, um, but he has been committed to Florida for a while and was expected to either stick with Florida. There had been a couple of other schools, Florida State and Auburn, had really been you know, pursuing him hotly, and I think both Auburn and Florida State felt like they had a real shot. Mm-hmm. at flipping L.J. McRae. And uh, when when it came just, just short of the time he was expected to have a signing ceremony, it was announced that he had postponed it. Yeah, that's he, that's not always a good sign. Well, it's might not, be for us. Not for the team that is not for the team that's had his commitment for a long time. Obviously not. So right. I mean, in a day of a lot of bad news for Florida, that sure was not good. Now they haven't lost him yet, and I I do hear from some folks down there that uh, that that watch Florida football pretty closely. They've lost so many players that he is even more L.J. McCray is even more important to this class for Billy Napier and his staff. I mean, because he is one of the jewels of the class. He's an in-state player who's been long committed to the University of Florida. So they're going to do everything they can to try to keep him. But no, this is not this is not bad news for Auburn that he postponed his decision. No. So he's one of the players that Auburn is still pursuing. And I think we mentioned the other two yesterday. The other two are offensive linemen. Cohen Eccles is a big offensive lineman out of Katy, Texas, who had been committed to Texas A&M. And uh, uh, then backed off that commitment after the coaching change. Jimbo Fisher and his position coach was not retained. And it uh, looked like Auburn was definitely the leader, but he took a visit to LSU this past week. Now, he's a young man who it, it's, uh, he, he's, he's waiting till his birthday, which is Friday. So, you know, we, we talked about Ryan Williams uh, wanting to wait until his birthday in February. Cohen Eccles said he was, his plan is to make an announcement and sign with a team on Friday, December 22nd, which is the final day of this early signing period. So, so Auburn, LSU, and I'm sure Texas A&M will be, you know, watching, and they'll be doing everything they can. And we'll, we'll talk a little about that too okay. as we go on through, because I thought Coach Freeze had a couple of very interesting comments about 
the last 24 hours. So that's num- player number two, and I'm not putting them in any order. I'm just uh, the, these are players I know that that Auburn is involved with, and the third is Favor Edwin, who is a big, and I mean big, offensive lineman from the state of Georgia. That uh, that Auburn has been recruiting for a long, long time. Um, Florida had been after him as well. And then Alabama got in late. And it seemed like Alabama was the, the, the team to look out for. But with the number of offensive linemen that Alabama has, and remember they had a, uh, they had a player that was about to enter the transfer portal last week and then pulled back. And I, I think that Favor Edwin in Alabama may be looking at Alabama's depth chart and going, oh, there's an awful lot of players there. So this looks like an Auburn-Florida battle for Favor Edwin the big offensive lineman there. We don't know when he or L.J. McCray. I mean, it could be any minute. It could happen while we're on the air. There could be news that that one or both of those guys have made up their minds and decided to sign with someone. So we'll pat, we'll keep an eye on that and pass that along. But those appear to be the three players that Auburn is looking to add to its class right now. Obviously, uh, in February, both Auburn and Alabama are really – hoping to get Ryan Williams, the, the five-star receiver from Sarah Land. But, uh, and, and yes, I'm, I'm not discounting him by any, by any means, but we're keeping an eye on guys that, that might sign right now. So, as I said, uh, the composite rankings right now have Auburn number eight. We'll run down the top ten for you. And, again, as almost always is the case, it is almost all SEC. Georgia by flipping K.J. Bolden. That was the other player that, uh, that that Auburn was hoping to add today. Hugh Freeze said there were some real battles over the last 24 hours. They won one. They lost one. Not going to name the names, especially of a guy that got away. Right. But K.J. Bolden is that guy. Right. I mean, he is uh, one of the, if not the top safety prospect in the nation out of Buford, Georgia. He'd been committed to Florida State for a long time. And I think uh, Auburn felt very good about their chances probably a little earlier than this time yesterday. But, boy, things can change overnight. And he's, he's a player that really had never really seemed to consider Georgia. But uh, we mentioned it yesterday. Georgia probably had some resources open up when Dylan Rayola, the quarterback, uh, decided that he was going to go to Nebraska. And it's crazy to be talking about things like this now, talking about resources and and the ability to offer players whatever. But let's face it, that's the way it is now. Uh, and K.J. Bolden today uh, at one of the more one of the, one of of the the more interesting, different kind of announcement ceremonies I've ever seen um, was the last player up. The, the players didn't say anything, Coach. The head coach... Looked like sounded like he was reading from Wikipedia. He would <laughs> he would announce the player. He would say, first up is such and such, and he is going to the University of Wisconsin, which was founded in 1834 by you may not know it. It is like read statistics right. about each school. Wow. And then gave some statistics and then moved on to the next player. So the players were just sitting there with hats in front of them, except for KJ Bolden. When they got to him, uh, as Eddie C said. And next, K.J. Bolden, they, they flashed up the Georgia, uh, the, the G for Georgia, and he pulled out, the, he, you know, they set the Georgia hat in front of him. But I thought, man, you've got a player, it's a top 15 player in the country, 
and you're and he's not saying anything the coach is saying at all. So I guess it was a one of those coaches 30 minutes in the sun or spotlight or whatever, but it was it was odd. But anyway, so so KJ Bolden, who had been committed to Florida State and Auburn had really pursued heavily, flips to Georgia, and with that, Georgia edges past Alabama for the number one spot in the consensus rankings by 24-7. Alabama is number two, Ohio State three, Oregon. Man, what a job Dan Lanning is doing. They yes. they they flipped uh they flipped a receiver from Ohio State right. today. Uh, Texas is five, Florida State six, Miami seven, Auburn eight, mm. then Oklahoma nine, Notre Dame ten. So, I mean, you look, and with Oklahoma and Texas coming into the SEC, Auburn is eighth in the nation and fifth in the SEC. Wow. <laughs> now, but, like I said, Auburn has fewer commits than anybody else in the top ten. When you look at the average ranking per player, Auburn is fifth right right now behind um, Georgia. Ohio State is second, Alabama third, Texas four, and Auburn five. That's very good company. You're absolutely <laughs> right about that. Yeah. So, I mean – uh, so Auburn has a, Auburn has a chance to move up in the overall rankings if they can land, you know, a couple of these guys that are still left out there. We'll run down the the Auburn signees that Auburn has released. Give you some of the highlights that uh, some of the things that that Auburn has uh, sent out to the media about those players. We'd love your thoughts. Anything you want to talk about sports wise? It's signing day, though. We will focus primarily on that. I want to get Don, I want to get some. Some stories, some thoughts from from Coach Don Dunn too, as we as we go a little more into some of the comments Hugh Freeze made about uh, the way things have gone here over the last twenty four hours and over the last twelve months. So we'd love for you to join in. You can give us a call on the Drive Hotline, presented by Skybar. That number three three four three two one thirteen ninety, or you can text us on the Drive text box which is brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, who are also the sponsor of our podcast. And the text number, 334-564-1840. We'll get to our first break. Jason Caldwell, talking about keeping up with recruiting. Jason will be checking in with us. He's got quite the busy day, as you would expect. But he'll be checking in with us. We'd love for you to join in as we continue here on the Wednesday Drive. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Again, uh, Dan away with the Troy women's basketball team. They're playing today and tomorrow. He should be back in on Friday. And then, uh, uh, but, but Coach Don Dunn graciously accepting the invitation and coming in for today. Uh, for the for the three days here this week, and a great time. I mean, because you have some stories and some insights that I mean, I, we have some great guests on the show, <laughs> but not many of them have been involved in recruiting. And you, you, as you were saying yesterday, you've done it at just about every level, and there are some crazy things that can and do go on throughout recruiting, and especially right there at the end, and then. Hugh Freeze, uh, we, Drew. While we're while we're doing this, see if you can uh, find if there's some audio that we could run from from Coach Freeze. 
But one of the things he was saying today, Don, having to do some things that weren't that he wasn't comfortable with playing video games, staying up all night and playing video games. Wow. Well, I mean, you got to do whatever you can to exactly. entertain and try to let those let the the recruits know how much you care about them. You want them and and you're there for them. Yeah, you know, yesterday when we closed up, we talked about this last the last 24 hours mm-hmm. and how things can change and you worry as a coach, you don't sleep. Uh you worry and you try to get that last phone call in, that last text, that last email, or if they even email anymore. But, yeah, I'm, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall and hear some of the stuff that went on around the country last night. Well, uh, one thing, now, the, the player that a lot of Auburn people were really watching and waiting for was Perry Thompson. Perry, of course, had been committed to Alabama for about a year, and he's from Foley, which is a known Alabama stronghold. I mean, you go back to Snake Stabler, uh, and then of course Julio, Julio. Jones. Yeah, Julio, in- Julio was one of the the big big uh, reasons for that turnaround at Alabama. I mean, that number what that top signing class that Nick Saban had after year one at Alabama. I mean, he was one of, if not the 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 shining stars in that class, and it's been tough. Yeah. For Auburn to try to get somebody out of Foley. Yes, it's a tough, tough place. You know, we were involved with the, that situation with Julio Jones, and we didn't have a chance. Uh, it was just they locked him up, and they weren't going to let him go anywhere else. And uh, that was a battle. And what a player. I remember he ran out of bounds on the sideline over there and when we were playing him up in Tuscaloosa. And I tried to help him up, and his arm just about <laughs> broke my hand. It just popped like a big log. I said, <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he 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 always was impressive. Perry Thompson is cut from the same mold. He right. is a solid. I mean, he's built like a linebacker almost playing wide receiver. But he was committed to Alabama for about a year. Flipped um, after I, I guess it was after Big Cat, and um, has been one of Auburn's more vocal recruiters. But over the last couple of days. Uh, some Alabama people had seemed a little more confident, and I heard today confirmation because Walker White, Auburn's quarterback signee, uh, was was being interviewed this morning after he had signed with Auburn, and he said Auburn coaches called him this morning and asked him to see if he could please get in touch with Perry because he was not responding to any of them. Right. Auburn coaches could not get in touch with him. We talked mm. a little bit about yeah. a situation like this yesterday, and Walker said Perry did not respond to him. Mm. And so everybody was nervous. And I don't know if you saw Perry Thompson's uh, ceremony of the announcement. Did you see that? I did. All right, so yeah. he sat down, and there was an Auburn cap and an Alabama cap in front of him. He picked the Auburn cap up. Didn't get it to his head, set it down, picked up the Alabama cap, put it on his head, then put it down, stood up, opened his jacket to show an Auburn jersey. Yeah. But I mean, that was one where, I mean, I was watching, I was with people, and everybody's mouth just dropped. And then like back because he he definitely he definitely got both sides there. Yeah, he 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 played it up well, which makes it tough for the coaches and the fans. But what a big get. And like you said, from that area, uh, it's tough to get into that school. It always has been. But uh, what a player. And he's, like you said, he is a man. 
Let's, uh, um, I'll tell you what, we're, we're coming up on our bottom of the hour break. I've heard from Jason Caldwell from Auburn Undercover. He'll be joining us at around 5.15. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break, and we'll run down the class for you, the 24 editions thus far here in the early signing class. When we come back, love for you to join in again, 334-321-1390, as we continue with the Wednesday Drive. The Drive. Call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill, Coach Don Dunn here in the studio. Get Drew at the controls. We'd love for you to join in. 334-321-1390. So I mentioned we would run down Auburn's signing class for today. And these are the heights and weights that Auburn released. Sometimes, I mean, you, you see different uh, numbers from different services, things. These will what we have, this, this will be what we have to go by until they are all officially in and get, uh, and get measured. Now, most of these players are going to be early enrollees. I believe only a handful of the, uh, the players will not be here starting in January. As a matter of fact, Auburn has, um, four or five players that are going through bowl practice right now. We had a chance to see a little bit of practice today and saw uh, Joe Phillips working with the linebackers, Malik Blockton working with the defensive line. DeMarcus Riddick uh, and DJ Barber weren't there at practice, but it's because they were doing their signing ceremonies. (laughs) They've been at practice, would be back out there. Uh, Quite a few of the other players will be joining in. We'll, We'll run down the players but your calls come first, and let's get to the phone, to the uh, drive hotline, and Uncle Ollie gets us going. Hey, Uncle Ollie. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are y'all? Doing fine. Good, thank you. Hey, Coach Dunn, you might remember this. Uh, <laughs> I've been following Auburn recruiting a very long time. We had a kid that was committed to Auburn in the 99 recruiting season uh, as quarterback. And I still remember uh, y'all ended up uh, getting a commitment from Jason Campbell. And the kid was Latrez Harrison. I don't know if you remember him, but he got very upset. And I remember him making the statement, they told me I was the man. (laughs) And he ended up leaving and signed with Maryland. I don't know if you remember Latrez, but he did not like the fact that y'all had signed Jason Campbell or offered him after y'all told him he was the man. Yeah, Latrez had been committed to Auburn for a, for a while, if I recall. Yes, he was. And he did not like the fact that they had uh, offered uh, Jason Campbell and he got upset and ended up leaving and went to Maryland. And who knows the rest of that story. Well, but I, I think uh, obviously your choice was correct. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah, unfortunately, those things happen. And uh, as a recruiter, sometimes uh, you have to make tough decisions. And I'm sure there was a lot of young men that were cut loose yesterday, as late as yesterday. And that's the unfortunate thing about the situation where you have limited number of signees. But I don't remember that specifically, but 
I'm sure it you happened. remember recruiting Jason Campbell though, oh, Don. Yeah. You're, he yeah. was your guy, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, I'm well, and, glad and, I, we did. and I don't think, and I don't think y'all cut Latrez loose. He cut himself loose. Right. He just he, probably didn't want to compete against Jason. Exactly. And y'all had told him that he was the man, <laughs> which always that always stuck with me. Well, that I, he would say, y'all told him. He was the man. Well, you know what? Until Jason committed, he probably was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Great to talk to you guys. You too. Thanks for good the hearing call. from you. All right, All right. All right. let's <laughs> let let's run down the signing class, and we'll give you the the heights and weights that Auburn released them as. Um, I, I'll just go alphabetically. I was going to go by position, but we can do that afterwards. Uh, DJ Barber. Is a six foot, two hundred and thirty pound linebacker out of Clay Chalkville, who is, as I mentioned, he's going through bowl practice with Auburn. As is Malik Blockton, the younger brother of Auburn defensive lineman Marcus Harris. Uh, Malik six four, two eighty out of Pike Road, and he is also going through bowl practice. We mentioned J.R. Buckner a little while ago, long snapper out of Auburn High, who's six foot, two thirty five. Bryce Kane, one of the four receivers. Uh, actually, Auburn released five today because they added their transfer uh, transfers in as well. But Bryce Kane is a speedy, and I mean speedy, uh, slot receiver, 5'11", 165, out of Baker High School in Mobile, who had, uh, uh, I'll give you an idea, I mean, 43 catches for 948 yards. So, you know, when, when you're talking uh, 22 yards a catch in 7A, uh, that, that's that's not bad at all. Uh, Drake Carter is the uh, big 6'5", 340-pound lineman out of Modern Day High School in California. I mean, that is a powerhouse program, and he is a large young man who will uh, step in and, and immediately uh, – he'll be noticed. Yeah, that's a top program, Bill. You know, I coached out in California and, and Nevada and Montana. A well-respected program, one of the best. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you, it's like you said, it's known all over the United States. Cam Coleman is the, uh, the, the, the huge get that Auburn was able to flip from Texas A&M from central of Phoenix City. 63190 is what Auburn lists him as. And you look at his frame, he's got room to grow, but he is such an athletic a uh, big target who has made some spectacular catches, uh, especially this year. 61 receptions, 1,372 yards, and 18 touchdowns this season. As uh, uh, he was the um, he was the MV- he's been the MVP of a lot of things, but uh, yeah, and the MVP in the 7H state championship game after he pulled in a 73-yard touchdown reception. Yeah, he's special. Uh, I don't know a lot about all the other kids, but I would think he'll be a a starter if everything goes well from day one. Uh, And that's a lot of pressure to put on a young man, but he's got the tools. Oh, you're you're not kidding. And I I know our our Scott Bagwell, the the voice of Auburn High, says he's the best receiver he's ever seen in high school. Uh, so he's he's pretty darn good. Jay Crawford, uh, you know, had been listed as Jalen. Auburn lists him as Jay. So Jay Crawford, six foot, one hundred and ninety pound defensive back out of Parkview. There's another school that's <laughs> know that knows a little bit about winning over in Lilburn, Georgia. Who is a cover corner, uh, one of the top prospects. He, he'll be playing in the Under Under Armour All America game. Caleb Harris, another defensive back boy. Auburn 
really strong in the secondary at receiver at linebacker. Those are those are three places Auburn still could use one more guy back there in the secondary right. because they have so many players that are leaving. We'll get to that in a little while. But Caleb Harris is another six one hundred and ninety pound safety out of Thompson up in Alabaster, uh, who played in the Alabama Mississippi All Star game. <clears throat> As I mentioned, Auburn included the players that they. Uh, have added from the transfer portal up to this point in their signees. Gage Keys is the first uh, 6'5", 290-pound defensive lineman uh, out of uh, Kansas, originally out of Hilliard, Ohio, who um, really saw his most playing time this past year and was very good at creating pressure. Coach Freeze saying they, they, they like his burst, um, feel like he, he could gain a little more weight, but they like his uh, um, his his burst and his, and his initial speed that he has. Um, Amon Lane Gaines is another defensive back out of Moody High School, 5'11", 185, uh, who's another Under Armour All-American and one of the top 25 safety prospects nationally. Robert Lewis is the second transfer uh, that uh, alphabetically that Auburn released. He is the uh, transfer from Georgia State, 5'11", 185, and uh, uh, had 220 yards receiving in one game this year against Charlotte uh, and had 90 receptions for 1,019 yards and 10 touchdowns over the last couple of years at Georgia State. Moving on, T.J. Lindsey, uh, an outstanding defensive lineman, originally from Little Rock, who uh, played at IMG Academy down in Florida and uh, is um, a, a a guy that appears right now like a, a strong side defensive end who could move inside. You would figure these guys at, at 18 when they're 270, they're probably going to get a little bigger than that, Don. Yeah, no doubt. That's a great uh, start to have a frame like that already. Like you said, they're going to grow, get into a good, strong weight program, nutrition now that we have uh, just upside. Uh, another defensive back is uh, Kinsley Fauston. Out of Naples High School down in Florida, six foot one seventy-five, was the Southwest uh, Florida Defensive Player of the Year, uh, and um, he's a, another a track guy as well. He's a guy that could you know could figure it at multiple spots. I mean, not really sure if, if he'll wind up at corner, nickel, or safety, but uh, he's another. Um, good-looking defensive back prospect. The third transfer is one that we hadn't heard about until today. We'd heard that Auburn had brought in Darian Mossy, who is a uh, transfer from Duke uh, over this past weekend. Well, he signed with Auburn today. He was a two-year starter at Duke, and in uh, in his career, 193 tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, and uh, uh, a player that's going to add a lot of experience there. Hugh Freeze saying that really helps now with him coming in. You've got Austin Keys, um, you've got Eugene Asante coming back, and with the, with Darian Mossy, he said that gives them the opportunity to look at uh, um, at Cam as uh, a possibility of being an edge, running him, putting him at the jack, and using his ability to be a pass rusher as well as playing him there at linebacker. So it really gives them that opportunity because uh, that's that's one thing that, you know, Auburn always looking for those extra pass rushers. So, uh, you know, hopefully they can um, 
they can see if, if that's going to work, um, if, if that'll work there as well with, with Cam Riley there at the, either linebacker or at the jack spot. You know, a few years ago, people would have said, well, Duke, why would we want a kid from Duke? But if you look at Duke the last couple of years, their defense is stout. Well, yeah. Until they had some injuries this year, they were they were rolling. You know, well, like, it, Duke's done well enough that uh, right. their, their coach is now yeah. at Texas A&M. Yeah, making a lot of money. Yep, Mike and, Elko yeah. did a great job at A&M. There's the defensive coordinator, then to Duke, and now as the head coach at Texas A&M. For sure, and you know, those kids are great students at Duke, and uh, I think it's a plus, no doubt, with experience. The second long snapper that Auburn uh, announced among their 24 signees today, Keaton McNutt, I mentioned him a while ago. He's 5'11", 210 out of Noonan. And uh, as I said, was the um, Region 2 through 7 Specialist of the Year. So, I mean, obviously uh, very impressive. You know, you got those the Coles Kicking Camp All-Americans. Uh, he is, he is a, a five-star from, from the Coles Kicking um, Academy. Um, and let's see, we, we've got a call. I will, uh, I will continue with the rest of the signees, and then we'll look at them by position. We'll let you hear some comments from Hugh Freeze. Don't forget, Jason Caldwell will be joining us at around 5.15. But let's get to the drive hotline. And John. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon. I had a, uh, a question you all may or may not be able to answer. There, I was looking at the uh, OWN3 website. Right. the class rankings, and it also had the average NIL evaluations and the top three were like Texas, uh, Alabama and Georgia with like between 130 and 127. Auburn's NIL uh, average was uh, like 102 and Miami's was uh, 72. Is that is that per player or is that just... The, uh, yeah, and that is purely subjective. It is what, what they feel those players probably are able to command in NIL. So, I mean, it's it's nowhere. Uh, I I I pay a lot more attention to the the rankings of the players by position. Um, where did that put Auburn? I mean, was it? Uh, did, did they? I mean, where was Auburn? I mean, I know you told me what the number was, but I mean, was that top ten? I mean, I, uh, it would have been in the top. Uh, I think it was in the top five or six. Huh. Well, so I mean, between, I, uh, I don't right there with Notre Dame, same uh, uh, one ten. Yeah, that, that's crazy to me that you've got people going. Here's what a player probably is commanding or or could expect, and and I'm sure the the coaching staffs um, know what to expect and what that they they feel I guess is the the standard for players and things like that. What I saw though that impressed me, I saw two different rankings, John, that had uh, Auburn at the fifth highest average ranking per player. That's not in not dollars. Yeah, I mean, that, that's something that will catch you up with, with the competition. Mm. Were they, speaking of the, that, were the two long snappers, were they rated? No, they were not. So that'll, that'll bring their, our player well, rating down, I'm guessing. It, well, I guess it will. I want, you know, I, and I'm wondering if those guys are full scholar, if they're scholarship guys or they came in as preferred walk-ons with NIL deals. Because if that's the case, then it won't really it won't really count. Yeah. Well, regardless, Auburn had a great class today, and hopefully we can build that on the future. The only problem is, if it had been uh, ten years ago, you knew you knew this signing class was going to be here. Oh yeah, at least the majority of them for a full full four years, and 
you know, I guess. There are no guarantees anymore. That's one of the things exactly. that another, and when we get an opportunity, we'll let you hear some of the things that, that Hugh Freeze had to say. But that's one of the things he talked about today, that he's always believed in doing that, but he understands now you're constantly re-recruiting your players. All right, I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you. Appreciate the call, John. We need to get to our final break of hour number one. Rob, hang on. You're up when we come back here on the Wednesday Drive. Car washes back on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final segment of hour number one here on this Wednesday. Bill, Coach Don Dunn here in the studio, Drew at the controls, and we'll head back to the drive hotline. And Rob. Hey, Rob. Hey, uh, Coach, good to hear you on here. Man, it reminds me of the hard-ass days with Coach Yoxel and you and Coach Tuberville and just uh, y'all didn't put up with this nonsense today. And <laughs> I think the free market will work out all the portal stuff anyway. I mean, I always tell my kids, are you going to get in the transfer portal if I make you mad? No. <laughs> and I mean, they, <laughs> people love coaches like you and Coach Tuberville, and we all were there, and Coach Yoxel, because, uh, and, and you brought in Dana Marquez, my friend, uh, and changed the culture, and we're getting it back. And this, what's going on today, I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't even, I couldn't sleep last night. I was like when I was nine years old <laughs> when I wanted that Schwinn Sierra 10 speed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they got to come in there and they got to work. But uh, Bill has been my mentor for 44 years in radio and broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he says something, Jason Caldwell says something, and you as a coach say something, it carries a hell of a lot of weight. So uh, talking about this class and these defensive linemen that Auburn's bringing in, uh, what do you look for in the defensive linemen? What's different about them today and where they were, you know, when y'all were coaching? I I can't imagine too much, but you've forgotten more than I know. Well, I appreciate the compliments, Rob. I think, uh, you know, it's changed with the game, of course, the speed. The agility, now you have to have defensive linemen that can run, can change direction, can even drop, drop. I'm sorry, drop in coverages sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> great hips, flexibility, ability to jump. But you don't have the short, little, stocky, like nose guard, true types as The little much. fire plugs. Yeah. Right. Like the Josh Thompsons and the TJ Jacksons, right. who were great players. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and great young men. But – it's really changed. You got to be able to rush the quarterback, and it, even if you cannot get to him, you have to be able to be tall enough to affect the throw, get in the throwing windows, and run them down. Because so many quarterbacks are mobile now, where we didn't see the running quarterback like they do now. So you have to change your D line. Yeah, and, and and appreciate the call, Rob. One of the <clears throat> one of the players haven't gotten to him because we've been going alphabetically, but the last. Addition there on the defensive line, Amaris Williams uh, from from up in North Carolina. Uh, you will be amazed when you watch film on him. He's listed, Auburn lists him at 6'3", 260 out of Clinton. We'll have Jason on with us in about 20 minutes. And Jason was showing me some video of him playing running back. Not fullback, running back. <laughs> yeah. And running, not just running over people, but outrunning defensive backs uh, I mean, he is a big guy who can really, really run. He had uh, um, 20 tackles for loss, 11 sacks, 
and 700 yards rushing and 12 rushing touchdowns this past year as uh, they they won the uh, or they uh, they at least made it to the state championship game and he'll be in the All-American Bowl and and he is a that that is a great addition there. He's another guy that could grow in. I mean, he could be yeah. You know, he's a guy probably get some work at Jack, but he's definitely a strong side end that could move inside as well. Right, and like you said, uh, if he can play running back, and you want you want your D lineman to to do other sports also, like a basketball oh, yeah. player, a wrestler. I love wrestlers. Yeah, wrestler, yeah. basketball, track, but uh, yeah, he he has unlimited uh, resources, and he's going to be interesting. Yeah, it does mention that he also is a state finalist in the shot put and plays basketball. Which means he has great hips and explosion, which what mm-hmm. you have to have. Yep. Appreciate the call, Rob. We're just about out of time here for hour number one. We'll run down the rest of the signees. We'll let you hear some comments from Hugh Freeze. Well, again, look at the overall rankings. Uh, recap everything. Talk with Jason Caldwell. Love for you to join in as we continue here with the signing day edition of the Wednesday Drive. Capital of Alabama. This is the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390, toll free at 888 382 7502, or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to hour number two of the Wednesday Drive. It is signing day. The early signing period got underway this morning and will continue through Friday. And most of the top players in the country have made their decisions. Some changes, always some last-minute changes, as uh, players flipping here and there, a lot of them involving the University of Florida. Florida lost its share But as we were winding things down at the end of hour number one, L.J. McCray, the top player on Florida's commit list, announced that he is staying with the Gators. He will be signing with Florida. Auburn was really in there. We mentioned in hour number one that he had been scheduled for a 9 o'clock signing ceremony. Put that off. But like we said, it could happen at any time. And uh, he did. And I'm sure the pressure on him to stay in the state, stay with his commitment to the University of Florida, a school that he had said multiple times was his favorite school growing up. And with all the other players Florida losing, I'm sure they put everything they had right there on trying to retain him because if they'd lost him, it, it would have been not a complete whiff, but it would have appeared to just be a terrible signing day as it is it's bad enough for them yeah uh like say bill they had to get that young man and i cannot imagine the pressure i can't imagine the pressure on him and not only him the pressure on the families uh Mm -hmm. you know say the dad works where he works where the mom works where the brother and sister you don't realize all the pressure and all the noise they hear every day and that's every recruit you know, you need to go here. You need to come here. If you do this, we're going to do that. And there's a lot of pressure, and I'm sure he's relieved. And I know Florida and Coach Napier's relieved because he's a great player. I'm happy for him. I'm sad for Auburn. 
But we had a great day, and we can't let one guy like you were, you know, oh, yes. we're talking. I mean, we got to rejoice because, I mean, you look at this class, and I know you're going to talk more about it, and I know Jason will. You have to be excited. In one year, think where we were, you know, thir- oh, my 13 months, 12, I yeah. mean, 15 months ago. Yeah, I mean, Auburn, Auburn was looking at a class that – um, wouldn't have shown up on anybody's top 25. No, not at all. Uh, and they came in and were able to salvage last year, getting you know some big flips right there at the end. This year they had a little more time. They got they got some huge flips. I mean, I think some people may forget Perry Thompson was an Alabama commit, um, and uh, Cam Coleman was a Texas A&M commit. Right. Demarcus Riddick was a, a Georgia commit. I mean, you had Joe Phillips was going to be headed to the University of Georgia. I mean, you look at some of those guys that – Auburn got and they've had they've held on to them and then added Amaris Williams today we talked about him in hour number one we were running down the uh the list of signees Auburn releasing 24 players including two long snappers today it also included the three transfers that Auburn has to this point Robert Lewis the receiver from Georgia State Gage Keys defensive lineman from Kansas and then Darian Mousy, uh a linebacker from Duke we will. Uh, I'll continue with these as we move on. Jason Caldwell will be joining us at around five fifteen, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can give us a call on the drive hotline three three four three two one thirteen ninety, or you can text us on the uh, drive text box that number three three four five six four eighteen forty. The hotline presented by Skybar, the text box, and the podcasts are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. And hour number two of The Drive is brought to you, as usual, by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. I think we got about two-thirds of the way through just giving you some of the the official heights and weights and uh, little tidbits that Auburn released earlier today. We got to Joe Phillips, who I was talking about a little while ago, one of them. An outstanding linebacker class. Hugh Freeze said this. I don't disagree with him. It's going to be hard to find a much better linebacker class or wide receiver class that Auburn brought in. Joe, one of the linebackers, 6'2", 240, out of uh, Booker T. Washington over in, uh, well, he lists shorter as his hometown. <laughs> it's, the, uh, of course, uh, Tuskegee is the uh, where the high school is. But 130 tackles, 28 tackles for loss, seven sacks, 20 quarterback hurries, and five forced fumbles this year. And he's a young man practicing at linebacker today with, uh, with Auburn for the bowl practice. Uh, he could be used at linebacker. He could be used as an edge. He has a tremendous explosion. So uh, that, that's a, a very, very good addition. Yeah, he uh, like you said, Bill, I, I can see him moving around. And uh, might be an edge rusher, like you said, could could you know play a lot of different positions, and, and pass coverage can run, and an athlete and size, and he's and the and the great thing is he's already here, right? Practicing that's like another year, and uh, you cannot beat that experience. It's just it's great. Yeah, another player who is here going through bowl practice is another linebacker, Demarcus Riddick. 6'3", 220 out of Chilton High in Clanton. And uh, he, he's another just outstanding athlete. Uh, he's going to be in the, the All-America Bowl, one of 12 
national semifinalist for the high school Butkus Award. Wow. And, you know, the nice thing, they're local kids. Yeah. I mean, and they can drive. So many of them from the state. Right. And that's, that's a, that tells you what this staff is doing. you got to take care of your home state. And these kids are local. I mean, they can go home on Sunday and have dinner, go to church with Grandma and, and their moms and, and get their laundry done and things like that. And that's important. Oh, yeah. And uh, to keep them happy, keep them here, and keep recruiting the, the well, in-state kids. And it's less likely in the days of the transfer portal, it's less likely they're going to get homesick if they're from not too far away. Exactly. I mean, you, you, that's the thing. You, don't, you absolutely don't want to ignore, you know, the, the Drake Carters from across the country in California, but you're more like, those guys are more likely to feel out of place and have less people that they know or that they can, they can get in touch with and see, you exactly. know, than, than somebody from across the country. Yeah, and, and also you have to think about the travel for their families to right. watch them play. I mean, uh, it's very, you know, very few people can afford to fly every week across country and watch their son play. I just think it's positive when, when you recruit good players. Now, these guys are good players. It's not just taking a guy because he's local. Because he's local. Oh, no. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, here are a couple more from in-state as we move on alphabetically. Laquan Robinson played at Holmes Community College, but he's from Greenville, Alabama, and he is a, a big safety um, ranked the uh, the top junior college safety in the country at 6'3", 195. Boy, you like that kind of size wow. there in safety. Yeah, the range, uh, at, at, like you said, his height. Uh, very good junior colleges in Mississippi. I recruited and got some good players out mm-hmm. of Mississippi junior colleges, and that's a good program. Uh, Cole Lynn is in the same conference. They won the bowl game out in right. Texas. Kapai Lincoln. Yeah, Kapai Lincoln. Yeah, I know those junior colleges. <laughs> uh, next up is another, um, another, and, and we're going to hit the the last two of the fabulous four receivers that Auburn, Auburn's hoping to make the freeze five a little <laughs> later. But Malcolm Simmons is an athletic receiver, six foot one eighty, out of Benjamin Russell in Alex City. Um, he, I mean, he he is a guy. Sixty receptions. For 1,439 yards, that's almost 25 yards a catch mm. and 24 touchdowns as a senior. Also ran for eight scores and had an 88-yard touchdown catch in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's also a uh, uh, state long jump and high jump champ as a junior. He's got unbelievable leaping ability. And, uh, yes, I, I heard some folks talking about when Auburn High played Alex City – that he had uh, a spectacular dunk where his entire head was above the rim. Wow, that's like we were talking. You want the kids to play more than one sport and track, basketball, explosion sports. And the fourth of the Fab Four receivers, if you will, Perry Thompson. We talked about him a little earlier. Uh, A a huge get for Auburn and then keep after he committed to Auburn. 6'4", 215, wide receiver. I told you, he's built – I mean, Auburn's had a lot of linebackers that weren't right. as as solid as Perry Thompson. He has just, uh, I mean, an unbelievable ceiling as far as his potential. They they were not a prolific offensive team that threw the ball uh, exceptionally well. Still had 53 receptions this past year for uh, 718 yards and seven touchdowns. I mean, he he did a little of everything. He uh, uh, he played some quarterback. He uh, played some running back was receiver, I mean, as a junior, when he had a more established quarterback, 87 catches for uh, over 1,050 yards. Mm. 
So, I mean, he, he is another – he is a big – you've got the big physical receiver in Perry Thompson. You've got the tall, acrobatic receiver in Cam Coleman. You've got the fast and unbelievable leaping guy in Malcolm Simmons. Then you have the super fast slot guy in Bryce Kane at receiver. Yeah, it's uh, – like you said, this is a fabulous uh, class at wide receiver and – we got to be excited about that, and uh, that's going to make our quarterback better. You know, oh, a lot no of, question. A lot, a lot of people were down on him. But, heck, if you don't have anybody to get it to and they can't get open and they can't beat press coverage and, and man coverage, uh, I'm excited about the receivers. Oh, yes. And uh, speaking of quarterback, Auburn uh, bringing in Walker White, who had to be one of the keys to this class. A lot of folks thought he was heading to Clemson. When he committed to Auburn, he became – Auburn's best undergrad recruiter. I mean, he, you saw, uh, you know, he had, he'd have shirts made with players that he wanted to, to help bring in and, and join his class. It was his goal, and he said it from the beginning. He wanted to bring in a top 10 class. Well, he has helped do that. Walker, 6'4, 220 out of Little Rock Christian. And uh, Hugh Freeze today said he's going to be a star. Yeah, he what a great kid. I, I've been kind of following that. Uh, he jumped on board. He wanted to get everybody else on board. What a great teammate already. And he his love for Auburn and for this class is very obvious. Obvious, And that's what you need. You need to help. The coaches can't do everything. These kids talk. They text. They know each other from camps, from passing academies. So it's a plus when you get a kid early that commits and then Brings other kids with him. Uh, a hu- another huge get is Jamonte Waller, who is listed. I mean, he's part of that linebacker class, but he's he's an edge. 6'2", mm-hmm. 235 out of Picayune, Mississippi. The 6A uh, Mr. Football in the state of Mississippi. And I, as I watched the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game, maybe, maybe a little biased, but he looked to be the best lineman in the game uh, there in, in, in that ball game. Uh, 69 tackles, nine sacks, 22 tackles for loss, a couple of forced fumbles, and a blocked punt as a senior. Yeah, I'm glad to see us get back into Mississippi. Yep. That, that's been a good state to us in the past. And they got good football, good – and uh, that's a very prestigious game, that all-star game. It always has been. Yeah, he was the uh, um, 247 and ESPN ranked him the number one recruit in the state of Mississippi, and he also plays basketball. You were talking about I that did. a little yep. earlier. we got to have those explosions. And then uh, we mentioned Amaris Williams. Uh, so the the, uh, the other player the of, of the twenty four is another big offensive lineman. That's Seth Wilfred, who was just yesterday named first team junior college All American, six six three zero five. Originally from Nebraska, played at Snow College this past year and uh, transferring in. And you know he'll give Auburn somebody there that's got multiple years of eligibility but has some experience beyond high school yeah he's another good get and he'll he'll definitely like auburn if he's had to stay in snow because <laughs> i've been there i think it's an e from utah there's nothing <laughs> oh that's that's great all right we will get to our first break just in time jason caldwell from auburn undercover going to join us on the other side we'll get his thoughts on auburn's class and recruiting and 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 what there could be left out there as well and more as we continue here on the Wednesday Drive. Inspired by the view.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at espnau.com. 
Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill, Coach Don Dunn here in the studio, and we're joined by Jason Caldwell of Auburn Undercover. Busy day, Jason. Yeah, very busy day. Uh, when you start talking about the, the just the way this thing has goes on now, Don, I'm sure you're you're um, pretty glad that you don't have to deal with the Decembers nowadays because it's just insanity um, to, to, with everything going on. But busy day, but when you have one that goes about as expected, uh-huh. then that's probably as good as it gets for a coach because there wasn't a whole lot. There's obviously you'd like to win a few more of those, but you didn't you didn't lose guys. You didn't have to worry about a bunch of those things happening, and that's probably the best thing about today is that it went kind of according to plan, and you went and got a, a really good uh, defensive lineman to beat. Yeah, I mean, I know I know some Auburn fans are a little down because uh, K.J. Bolden going to Georgia and then L.J. McCray announcing that he's going to stick with Florida, but those are kids who are staying in their home states, and Auburn – if you look back at it, it's almost like little kids opening presents, Jason. I've always – we've talked about this before. You know, one commits and you sort of throw them in the back and go, what's next? And you forget the process and how big a deal it was when you got Walker White and you flip Perry Thompson, you got Demarcus Riddick, and you flip Cam Coleman. Guys like that, I mean, are, are players that I think stand a very good chance of being big-time factors – for Auburn football in the next few years. You're right, it does. It happens that way. You know, those guys get lost in the shuffle a little bit because the guys that announce or that do the, do things on signing day or close to signing day get much more of the attention. Or a guy like Perry Thompson where people were worried that, that he was going to do something. You think about you know, the guys already on campus. You, know, you think about um, you know a guy like Malik Blockton, but then you think about DeMarcus Riddick and, and – uh, DJ Barber and Joe Phillips, um, those are guys that are massive wins for Auburn. When you start talking about the the, the things that they're doing on the defensive side of the ball and, and you know what they're bringing to the table, and they were massive wins at the time, especially when you think about Riddick and, and Joe Phillips, and mm-hmm. you know they kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit on a day like today. But that, that those are just huge for a staff trying to kind of get that toe hold, and I mean he freezes his. his you know, he's talked about it. Like, hey, we want to win the state of Alabama. He, he talked about it again today. And there's never been more talent in the state of Alabama than there is right now. And there's never been a more important time to do this. So, Don, when, when you guys were here, that was one of the focuses. You said, look, we got a footprint, and we're going to stay with that footprint. And it worked, and, and that's, that's going to be the key for them moving forward. Yeah, how you doing, Jason? Good to hear from you, buddy. I'm good. Good to hear you too. Yeah, hey, uh, you're exactly right. And Bill and I were just talking about that. That's what's impressive to me: the local kids that we got that are good players. You know, and again, I'll, I'll emphasize: you don't just recruit a guy because he's at Auburn or Opelika. You recruit him because he's a player that's going to help change your program. And the fact that they are local and they're Alabama kids is just plus, plus, plus. It is, and and. You know, you think about too, especially in this in this day and age of the transfer portal. Mm. Um, there's no guarantee anybody's going to hang around, but when you get local kids and their families coming to watch you play, and they're in, in you know they're invested in the program, and some of them have grown up watching Auburn play, some of them have grown up maybe coming to a game or, or doing some of the. When you have it, make it so easy for guys to leave. I think the closer home you are. 
the more important it is, and I think becomes a little bit more of an investment in a program. And, and that that's going to get harder and harder to find. Um, and it's the exact opposite of, of some of the portal teams that are going. Look, we're just going to go get you know guys. We're going to get portal guys. Going to build it that way. That's that's a way to do it. Um, but when you start that process, then that means you got to do it every year. There's there's no going back to mm-hmm. hey. We'll do that, and then the next in two years from now, we'll go back to signing high school guys. Well, once you leave the high school ranks, you're not developing talent. It's hard to get back there. And he freezes his and and his staff and said, "Look, we want to do it that way. We want to still continue to recruit the high school kids, and and I think it's going to allow them to open up some doors even further moving forward." Jason, as you look at this class, I mean, it is star-studded, no question about it. I noticed, oh, by the way. That on uh, 24-7 composite, Auburn is now number seven. Um, so a while ago when I was looking, it was number eight, and I, I guess somebody dropped. Um, the, but, but Auburn is – Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of movement on these, especially when you, you know, you're kind of splitting hairs when you start oh, yeah. down to – it's really from about – honestly, there's not a whole lot of difference between from about three to, to, to ten or so, just a couple of spots here or there. Um, but – yeah, I think there's some movement. There'll be some more. You know, again, there's still oh, there's still a few, few guys, guys out there. there. Yep, yeah. There sure are. When you start talking about the offensive line guys and the favorite Edwin and Cohen Eccles, uh, then you know there'll be some some you know maybe a, a guy or two pop up, and then obviously Ryan Williams at the end of February will will impact somebody greatly, uh, depending on what he does. Uh, now, as you look at the class, Jason, I mean, um, Coach Freeze talked a couple of positions. Hard not to notice the receivers and the linebackers. You know, receivers. It it takes me back to a class that, that Don Dunn's very familiar with. When I, you know, I've been kind of comparing it to that yep. to that group all along, and that was a group that played a big part in, in an undefeated season. When you think about, you know, being uh, Obamanu, David Aroma should do, yep. um, Courtney Taylor, and then wow. and then you know, you look at Monte Pitts. Monte was a he started as a freshman at wide receiver, then ended up moving to defensive back. But those four guys came in as as kind of that group um, that year, and and so. That was one of those classes you look at. I mean, on paper, um, it, it's going to be as good a class as Auburn's ever signed. And um, it's going to be one of those that stands up because, you know, with the, the addition, you know, Michael Simmons got a good bump after people saw him in the Alabama-Mississippi game. Mm-hmm. And so he's up to the mid-150s, Bryce Kane's in the 150s, and then you got two five-star guys. So you're talking about four wide receivers in the top 100, I think 57 players in the country, uh, all in one class. That's uh that's darn impressive, and so um, you add in a Robert Lewis as a, as a transfer to give you an older guy a little bit, and um, it's already really good. And, and if you were to add Ryan, you know Ryan Williams to the group, uh, which they want to do desperately, then you're you're talking about a historical class in terms of, of signing wide receivers. And but I, you're, yeah, the linebacker class kind of gets lost a little bit because of the wide receiver catching, you know, they're catching all the attention. But you know, I mentioned those guys, but you know, think about Demarcus Riddick and. Um, you know, Joe Phillips, um, you know, Jamonte Waller in that class. As, DJ Barber. As a, yeah, and then you know, DJ Barber's a guy that's just a football player. And so that's mm-hmm. a really good group of linebackers and guys that are going to have a chance to compete right away. Um, you know, and I thought Hugh Freeze really interesting today mentioning something I've been talking for a couple of years about potential of Cam Riley maybe sliding to that Jack linebacker right. spot and, and opening up something. That's, that's kind of what I've been hoping to see a little bit. A little bit of that early Carlos Dansby. Carlos Dansby was that kind of outside linebacker and, and did some of those things and was able to get to the quarterback. And, um, you know, 
I don't know that I'd, I'd throw anybody in Carlos Stansby's category in terms of athleticism, but Cam Riley's a guy that can do some similar things and might open up his game a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but Carlos, what a what an athlete and what a great kid. All those we were talking yesterday, and it sounds like these kids from you know how they're recruiting and helping each other are good kids, and that's what you have to have. It's great that we get the local kids and good first-class people. And another thing it does, Jason, it rejuvenates the staff. I mean, they've had a great day. I've been on them those days where we didn't have a good day, and you kind of say, well, why am I doing this? Why do I need to stay up and drive that Work extra? Work so hard for, yeah. Yeah, an extra 100 miles on a Friday night. And it just it, the momentum, and, you know, it's positive. Everything's positive. It is, and – I think it's important. You're right. It's important when you start talking about um, those things. I mean, you're right. It starts with the coaching staff and going out and, and Hugh Fraser's ask about kind of how it happens. And, you know, they had to do it. And, and you know, it's always been kind of recruiting in, 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 it, in fast forward where you're trying to sign a class, but in the meantime, you're trying to get the next class set up for recruiting. And that's kind of been they've had to fight an uphill battle on this 2024 class because they started behind. I mean, coming in in the December of last year puts you behind for the next class, even though it's you're in the same calendar year. Right. Schools already started recruiting that class. Right. So they had to play catch-up on guys. And he said, look, it was just hard work. And I talked to Cam Riley, I mean, uh, Cam Coleman. I talked to Jamaka Waller and, and a couple other guys that were committed elsewhere. And they said, look, they never stopped. They said, hey, even though I was committed, even though I was, I was you know, told them I was going somewhere else, they said, look, we're not going to quit recruiting you. And Hugh Freeze said the same thing today. It's that just doggedness that, that you know, allowed them to, to kind of stay in those battles and do that. And you got to have something to sell. Auburn will sell it. If you go out there and, and, and show it, Auburn will sell itself. Um, and this just kind of, this kind of proves it. Um, you know, they kind of put the, some groundwork in and kind of reminded me of, a lot of that 1999 season in, in some ways um, where you go, look, guys, we're, once we get some pieces in place, this is going to be good. We can go compete right now, but we're not quite good enough to go and, and win those games. Mm-hmm. All we need you. And they were able to sell, sell that and, and do a pretty good job of it. Yeah, and now, like you said, with these new facilities, my goodness, and just bring them to a home game, home game in basketball or football, and it's just uh, – it's different, and uh, like you said, it's just it's positive, and uh, the coaches should be proud. And I'm sure they're they're working right now on the next guy. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know, it's never right now. Think about it, going, yeah, you have a chance to take a deep breath and you go, well, there's not really many of those opportunities. With a <laughs> not anymore. Portal. That's so, what Dom was talking about. They used to be able to get a couple of days. Not now. You got bowl practice. You no. got transfers, and you're not portal. done. Yeah, it's never yeah. ending. I don't miss that part, Jason. I miss the coaching and the kids and you guys, but but I don't miss that you know twelve months a year. But but we would have done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. And and you know it, it's what you sign up for, and that's part of it. And exactly. you deal with whatever calendar they give you because if you don't, you're behind. Then you get bypassed, and that's it. I mean, we we just saw mm-hmm. what what happens when you don't do that. Yeah, we saw it how quickly how quickly mm-hmm. it can go from being pretty good to uh oh, we're in trouble. Yeah. Um, it didn't take very long. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, I, I mean, I don't shave nearly as often, but that's what they say about shaving. They said, you know, for those folks who want to keep it clean, if you don't do it every day, uh, it shows. Well, 
that's recruiting. If you don't do it every day, sooner or later it shows up. It's almost every hour if you don't do it. <laughs> it's every minute. It's every minute right and, and what a remarkable job. I mean, really, what a remarkable job by Coach Freeze and his staff. Yeah. In, in getting Auburn more, you know, catching up quicker, I think, than just about anyone thought was possible. Yeah. I, you know, the they're not caught up, but, the, but, but they're making yeah. ground. In the last 12 months, Bill, I mean, yes. we, we sit and talk about this at this time last year going, look, the job they've got to do just to be able to compete because the roster they were left was a three- or four-win roster. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, the offensive line in particular, you just want to go there and go, hey, Jake Thornton and, and the job they've done. I mean, it's a completely rebuilt offensive line in 12 months. And they're like, hey, look, we've got some pieces we want to get out of this portal, but we feel pretty good about going into next season. I never would have dreamed that that was even a possibility, and they did it. And so, yeah, to go out and and give yourself a chance and to now go, look, we get some young guys that can help us and mix in with these older guys, add a few transfers. You feel like you got a chance to go out and be competitive. And they showed it this year. They were competitive against everybody they played. And, And so now you go, Hey, a few more plays here or there, and you look up and maybe it's the difference between two or three wins. So when you do that, you look up and you get to eight, maybe sneak to nine, and heck, you might be in a playoff. You know, you don't never know how it goes nowadays. Right. Oh, you're right. you're absolutely right, Jason. Um, I saw Auburn listed 24 players, including two long snappers today. We talked a little while ago about the the importance of those guys. Any word on? Uh, I hadn't seen anything, even though I, I had a pretty good idea. On uh, preferred walk-ons, I guess uh, Dylan Gentry was was somebody who's who's uh, one of those, and uh, hadn't seen anything officially on Towns. Yeah, I haven't seen anything yet. Like I said, I've been running around and doing a few things, and so um, <laughs> haven't seen anything. I was going I was going to search and see, um, you know, if anything came up there, but hadn't seen anything. Uh, maybe maybe there's still a decision to be made. Uh, I know Ole Miss, Auburn, both Absolutely. kind of telling you know kind of get, telling him there. Um, so that will be one that, that all will be waiting on. There'll be a couple more guys that could potentially be, uh, prefer walk on guys that, that might add in a Cole Gamble as a running back from Mount Brook, who's mm-hmm. a, a fantastic athlete, a guy I've watched play a couple of times that could be special teams guy, could be a, you know, potentially a safety kind of guy that, so there's a couple of those guys that might, might add to that prefer walk on list. And like I said, still a couple of guys left out there to, to finish off this class that would make a, a big boost as well. And of course, uh, Great way to keep up with it is there at twenty four seven. Boy, you guys, I mean, uh, that that. How many pages did that uh, live signing day? Last time I looked, it was in the sixties. Yeah, I don't know how many wound up. Let me see if I can find it real quick. And, and while <laughs> he's I'm probably pushing board, triple digits by now. Yeah, I see how many it got to you, but yeah, we're having a we're having a live show tonight, and so uh, oh, we're right. going to have uh, you have some players on with us. Uh, some of these signees that'll come in and. Um, hang it out. Uh, let's see. We got up to 150. No, never mind. Wow. Uh, 200, 213 views <laughs> of the uh, of the live thread. And how many pages we got up to? Yeah, 65. Yeah, so, I was going to say it was um, a 62 or something the last time I looked. Yeah, so we're over, oh. over 200,000 views of, of that live thread today. But, you know, we'll have a live show tonight. We'll we'll go as long as guys keep coming in. But we we, we got lined up uh, you know, several of the signees that are going to come on and Hang out for five or ten minutes with us, and so. Well, tell everybody, uh, yeah, tell everybody how they can access that, and then of course right. how they can get all the info that you guys are doing all the time, and then follow you. Yeah, uh, yeah, AuburnUndercover.com will get you there. 
our YouTube page. You can sign up for that page separately, and you can sign up for that YouTube page, Auburn Undercover, and uh, watch some of our streams, some of our, our live stuff there that we do there. And you can also follow me on Twitter at ITATJ. Great stuff. I know it has been a crazy day, Jason. Really appreciate you spending a little time with us. Hey, Jason. Thanks, great. To, hey, Jason. Great to hear hear your voice, buddy. Uh, I, I want to say real quick, and Bill and I talked about this last night off air. You guys always helped us. Uh, I know you were in touch with Andy Lutz a lot. I'd see you at games where I didn't think anybody else would be, and uh, you always were helpful to us with the recruiting. and And like you said, it takes everybody. It takes a village. And uh, great job. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. No, it's fun. It's uh, it's the part of the job I I enjoy the most is going out and, and watching guys play and and watching these kids grow up. And you know, fortunately for me, I get a chance to go from you know covering them and recruiting to actually covering them at Auburn. And that's the mm-hmm. that's the best part is uh, you know I see like Brett Edden walked in the, the football <laughs> building while I was over there, and I'm like, you know, seeing these guys from the time they're you know, 16, 17 years old and of course, now it makes me feel older that they're grown men and got kids and do all that stuff. But, you know, it's relationships, and, and it's no different for us than it is for coaches. We don't get a we don't get as, as maybe as the, the, the in-depth conversations that the coaches do, but, you know, the relationship part of things helps us when, when, when the time comes for these kids to make decisions that hopefully we'll get a heads up and, and maybe have an idea of what's going on as well. Again, thanks, Jason, and, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you guys, too, and uh, we'll see see folks up in Nashville uh, here in a few days. All right, see you then. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. No, we're a little late, but wanted to spend a little time there with Jason. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, but if we have time, we'll let you hear some of the comments from Coach Hugh Freeze on the other side here on the Wednesday Drive. Happier. And I know, like you said, well, some, you could, you some, could, yeah, you could have yeah, gotten yeah, everybody yeah. that, that yeah. went somewhere else. Yeah, but, but, uh, but, but yeah, the thing is, enjoy this. Auburn's not done. Right. They're 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 going to add. I am I am uh, fairly certain Auburn's going to be adding. I was going to talk about the offensive line. Um, we only had one commit or sign that was a uh, one high school, one junior college from today. Junior. Tell me about the junior college. I missed that. Uh, he's first team junior college All American six six three zero five. Originally out of the state of Nebraska, played at Snow College, which Don said he's been there uh, uh, in in Utah. Uh, big guy that was recruited by quite a few schools across the country. So that's a nice addition. You know, Auburn isn't. It's not as desperate for this year. I do believe they'll add at least one more high school offensive lineman, and then probably another. From the transfer portal, if I'm not mistaken, a uh, a big young offensive lineman from Georgia entered the transfer portal today, and uh, I'll try to find his name for you. That that may be a guy to keep an eye on as well. Okay, great. Uh, one other question I have: um, Are eleven coaches the max we're supposed we could have? Uh, on the field, you can have is it ten or eleven? Um, I can count them up in my head. There is a limit to the number ten. I believe that's what I was thinking. Is is ten is the the on field? Now there's no limit to the number of analysts and um, GAs. And if the new proposal by the NCAA head Charlie Baker goes through, there won't be any limits. Period. Well, I'm talking about someone that can help uh, develop kids. Oh yeah, I mean the uh, Auburn Auburn has. 
four guys that have a track record of being quarterback coaches right now. Only two of them are on the field. So, yeah, you can have other analysts. They can work. They just can't be on the field during game day coaching, and they can't go on the road recruiting. Damien Craig, where we stand on getting him? I don't know. I hadn't heard what's going on with Damien lately. Um, Mar- I believe he was Marcus. in town. Somebody said he was in town over the last week or so. Yeah, Marcus is going to have his hands full next year. Uh, well, he's thank goodness he he's he's brought in the guys he has at receiver. Yeah, that's right. All right, uh, all right. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep tab on this offensive line because yeah, we've got to yeah, have them. absolutely, no question about it. Appreciate it, Specter. All right, let's get to Yellowhammer before we have to get to our final break. Hey, Yellowhammer. Hey, afternoon. Uh, so y'all are gone next week, all all week. Yep, that's what the boss said, and I'm not going to argue. <laughs> oh, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I'll get him my last question then for y'all. Depart about the uh, Maryland Auburn uh, football game. Sure. Uh, on uh, uh, on the one hand, uh, they have a, a really pretty good offense, uh, a pass, offensive passing game, and so you'd expect their defense practicing against that all year would have some pretty good defensive backs who were nobody's fool. And then if they got a presence at the defensive line that could pressure us, we have a good enough quarterback, but we're kind of depleted at the receiver thing. They might be able to shut us down. Is that Well, their strengths possible? have been their passing game and their secondary. You're, you're, you're right about that. Of course, they don't have their quarterback, so we don't know exactly how prolific they'll be at the passing game. They have – um, one of their better defenders out from up front, and he's one of their better pass rushers. Um, so it'll be interesting. I would think that Auburn's going to do their best to see if they can just wear them down, uh, you know, grind, grind out as many yards, not ignore the passing game, but rely on their offensive line and running game. Yeah, that's kind of just the uh... – impression I was thinking might be going on. I just wanted to hear you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you so. thought about that. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. I, uh, I know today's just been pretty much recruiting, but that's because that's what today was. Appreciate the call, Yellowhammer. We need to yeah. get to our final break of the afternoon. We'll let you hear some of the comments from Hugh Freeze as we wind it down here on the Wednesday Drive. Experience and knowledge from- 